Hi, I'm Graham Mack and welcome to the Pod 20, the countdown of the most popular podcasts in the world right now. My special guest is Simon Squibb, the host of Pep Talk. Great to be here, Graham. Great to talk to you again. You're a leading entrepreneur. How many startups are you responsible for? It's about 18 now, isn't it? I'm actually building my 19th startup at the moment, so quite the journey. We're here to talk about podcasts, and last time I spoke to you, you were doing one called the Good Luck Club podcast. That's changed since we spoke. It's probably about a year ago now we spoke. What What's the podcasting situation with you now? Yeah, I think, well, the podcast world has also evolved. And when I originally started, I, I it was really just a hobby. And um, I was fascinated by this concept of luck and how luck played a role in people's lives. So I wanted to do a whole series on on luck, but I got all the answers I needed. And we did 60 episodes and uh, yeah, I got everything I needed. And I decided that I would interview the world's most successful entrepreneurs and download their knowledge and create a new podcast called Pep Talk, which is uh, one of my podcasts now that um, I'm very excited about. You say one of them, you've got others going too? Yeah, we just launched a new one called the Unicorn Podcast, and this is where we interview billion-dollar founders, companies that have gone from zero to a billion dollars, and how they did that. So there's there's a new one, but um, the one I'm 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 working the hardest on at the moment is Pep Talk. Okay, well before we get into more on the podcast, let's get a bit of background about you. You started as an entrepreneur when you were very young. You were 15, and you were kind of forced into it, weren't you? I didn't know I was an entrepreneur. I think like a lot of people maybe listening don't realize they are. It turns out anyone can be an entrepreneur. That wasn't sold to me as the case when I was younger. Entrepreneurs were always seen as this slightly odd breed. Um, only a selective few could be one. Um, but yeah, it turns out I am one. And uh, But I was forced into entrepreneurship at 15 years old when my mother kicked me out of home. And I was homeless for a little while and I, I literally had to become an entrepreneur to survive. And it was originally gardening. Was that just out of desperation? Yeah. And, and also um, when the entrepreneurial muscle woke up in my head, I'd be standing outside this beautiful house in Cambridge that had a really messy garden. And I was like, how can this house, which is clearly worth a lot of money, um, have a, a messy garden? It doesn't quite make sense. And yeah, so something just clicked. And I thought, well, they must need some help with their garden. And uh, I knocked on the door and, and won the business to be their gardener. Um, no website, no brochure, not even a registered company. And uh, I got the business to to uh, do their garden. And that gave me the idea that maybe there'll be quite a few people that wouldn't mind that service. And uh, I knocked on hundreds of doors and managed to convince people to, to let me be their gardener. But what about tools and equipment? Small details, you know, these, uh, these, are, these are just things that stop most people. Um, having no ability to actually look after a garden or any understanding of plants and flowers and how grass um, actually needs management. I knew none of these things, but you could learn it all on the job, it turns out. And the equipment, interestingly enough, um, when I got everybody to say a yes to me being their gardener, I went back the following day and asked them for a 50% deposit and use that cash to buy all the equipment secondhand and, and and cheaply and rented some of the equipment. So it wasn't wasn't as huge a capital expense as perhaps if you were doing a business plan. Sometimes when you've got no choice because you've committed to doing a certain job, you find a way. Yeah. Well, we'll find out where Pep Talk is on this week's chart soon. 
The Pod 20 is heard on podcast radio on DAB in the UK, on demand in the USA at talkers.com, around the world on multiple platforms, and as a podcast itself. Into the chart now, and at number 20, the High Performance Podcast. Jake Humphrey brings you an intimate glimpse into the lives of high-achieving, world-class performers. The latest episode features Alex Sanderson, the director of rugby for Sale Sharks. 19. Revisionist History Malcolm Gladwell's journey through the overlooked and misunderstood. 18. Behind the Bastards The Worst Humans in History The latest episode is called That Time Britain Did a Genocide in Ireland. 17. Newscast from BBC Radio Topics covered include Going Viral Without a Sniffle Soaring Inflation and the life of a Russian journalist. 16. The Bible in a Year From Ascension Catholic Faith Formation Father Mike Schmitz walks you through the entire Bible in 365 episodes. And to quote the great American comedian George Carlin, it's the greatest bullshit story ever told. 15. Old Gits and Hits It's hosted by John, David and Chris. You're all from the Bristol area. Whereabouts are you, Chris? Uh, I'm in North Bristol, um, right. which is, I, I suppose people would know um, the area of Bradley Stoke. Um, and and, and reason it's, it's it, exactly right. Yeah, because it started, and the town's about uh, 27 years old now. And uh, when it first was built, um, and they had nothing in, in, in place. And in fact, it was that time, that, that those many years ago, that when everyone bought their houses, they started going into what they call as negative equity. And yeah. it was a huge, great story. And people were losing money on their houses. Their houses were worth less than the mortgages they'd taken out. And hence it got the name, instead of Bradley Stoke, it got the name of Sadly Broke. Right, and, uh, okay. And it, and it, and it got stuck for for a very very long time. It's it's now a, an affluent area and it's doing well. It's got all the infrastructure in, but at that time it had nothing whatsoever. There was no shops, no doctors, no schools, no nothing. People were just moving into the area and finding themselves uh, not without anything to go to. And then suddenly their houses were were worth less than they actually paid for them. So they all went into negative equity. Uh, this big big story uh, at the time. And uh, as I say, it's only just now kind of losing that uh, that that title because of where it is and how long it's been going and all the infrastructure is in there so uh, but still it's still affectionately known to certain people as sadly broke okay and what about you david well we've got to clarify a couple of things with chris because he he said it was now a very uh, affluent area we also need to clarify something else he doesn't live in bradley stoke but I'm Bobby just did. saying it's that that's the no. closest place that everyone's going to know, isn't it? Bradley Stoke. I mean, it's it's what one mile away from me, so you know that's, that's it's closest. Okay. You, you live in you live in Patchway. You live in Patchway. Come on, tell the truth. Yeah. You live in Patchway. Well, it's just, not as Bradley Stoke. Come on. No one knows. No, there's a reason. There is a reason why Chris won't tell you exactly where he lives because nobody knows where he lives. We. <laughs> You, you. These guys have been to my house. I don't know how many times we've been to David's house. Don't know how many times. David, when was the last time you went to Chris's house? Never been. Never been. We don't even know Thanks. where he lives. I, 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 sent out the, I sent out the invitations. Did they not get through? No. Oh, well, okay, then. There you go. Well, so well, anyway, well, 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 if, if you, you've been invited. You never responded, so you never get another invite. 
Okay. So where are you, David? Are you are you Bristol as well? No, I'm in Western Supermare. Okay. So not too so, far away. No, it's not too far away. Well, um, wasn't Western Supermare known as I worked in Birmingham for a while. I think it was known as Birmingham on Sea. Well, is that it, it, still it, the case? It, it, as you get Brummies go there for day trips? No, there's two things wrong with that. One, you you the, the audacity to call it on the sea. Okay. Um, you know, and the other thing, the other thing is, yes, Birmingham is. In in fairness, we were out um on the the weekend just walking around the the, the seafront, and the coaches from Birmingham were absolutely. Um, it was a, it was a lovely weekend, and, yeah. and of course they must have gone. Well, let's get some coaches. We can get some coaches. Or to get to Western, and uh, there must be about thirty coaches from from Birmingham here just last weekend. So right, so it still um, goes on. It, it still goes on. Yeah, it still goes. And and Western is still as um, tatty uh, as it's always been. It hasn't. It's never. It's never changed. It was. Uh, it was rubbish when I first moved here, um, and uh, I have been unable to pull it up by its um, shoelaces, and it's still rubbish today. Okay. Old Gits and Hits is at number 15 this week on the pod 20. 14. The Jordan B. Peterson podcast. Enlightening discourse that will change the way you think. 13. Freakonomics Radio. Discover the hidden side of everything with Stephen J. Dobner, co-author of the Freakonomics books. Episode 481 is called... Is the U.S. really less corrupt than China? And how about Russia? 12. Hidden Brain. Shankar Vedantam uses science and storytelling to reveal the unconscious patterns that drive human behavior. The latest episode is all about rudeness. 11. Sips, Suds and Smokes. Everything good in life is worth discussing. Wine, tea, coffee, whiskey, beer, cigars, barbecue, people whose first names start with a Q, ex-Amish, the state of Alabama, and roadkill. The current episode is called Curling for Canadians. 10. The rest is history. Tom Holland and Dominic Sandbrook interrogate the past. This week it's an Easter special about crucifixion. 9. The Jordan Harbinger Show. In-depth conversations with people at the top of their game. In episode 650, Jordan talks to Brian Klass, who is an associate professor in global politics at University College London and the host of the Power Corrupts podcast. 8. Off Menu with Ed Gamble and James A. Caster. Ed and James invite special guests into their magical restaurant to choose their favourite starter, main course, side dish, dessert and drink. Their latest guest is the Australian comedian Josh Thomas. 7. Pep Talk from Simon Squibb. Business secrets from some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs. Simon, in your teens, you were kicked out of home, so you started up a gardening business just so you could survive. It was the first step on your journey to become one of the world's most influential entrepreneurs. You had nothing back then, so you had nothing to lose. Do you think the reason why so many people don't give up their unhappy lives and become entrepreneurs is because they think they've got too much to lose? Exactly. I think it's a competitive advantage to have uh, nothing. I, I've gone through that experience myself, you know, not having 
um, possessions and, and, and perhaps having these things that, that tie you down, stop you from taking risk or listening to your instinct about what you're capable of doing, I think is a real strength. And I always tell people, if you really want to build something amazing, be willing to risk it all. And so, yeah, I think that's a trait you'll notice in all successful entrepreneurs. Um, people like Elon Musk, for example, has, uh, of course, made a lot of money initially in PayPal, and made 110 million US dollars selling PayPal, creating PayPal. But he risked all that money to do uh, SpaceX and Tesla and all these other things. And and actually, that's why he's the richest man on the planet today, because he, he doesn't really hold on to the things he's got and, and just try to hoard these things. He, he continues to take chances and take risk, which risk leads to luck, is what I discovered interviewing lots of people about luck. Yeah. It's nothing to do with hard work, actually, um, being being lucky. It's not about the harder you work, the luckier you get. It turns out it's about how much risk you take, the luckier you get. And so, yeah, it's all about taking risk and, and not holding on to you know, the, the little bit of savings you've got and, and wondering, well, if I spend that, then I won't have savings anymore. Not investing in yourself and not investing in doing what you love every day. That's the mistake people make. Yeah, you hear so many stories about people who lost a job and then years later they, they say it was the best thing that ever happened to them because now they've, they've got they've got the free and i i speak from personal experience uh, i'm not sure if you know but uh, a couple of years ago i was running a radio station in london and i got fired and then about within a couple of months the pandemic hit so all the interviews at radio stations and interviews with the bbc and everything all got cancelled and i suddenly had nothing <laughs> no way to make a living. So I researched ways to make a living from home because it was lockdown. We couldn't go out. And I discovered that there were authors online who were looking for people to narrate and produce their audiobooks. And since then, I now have well over 100 audiobooks on sale on Audible. And I would never have done that. And now I love it. I've, you know, I've invested in that, bought this booth, which is about six grand and you know, upgraded microphones and, uh, and and kit and stuff. And I just haven't looked back and it's going from strength to strength and, and every month I do better than the last. And it's, but it is something I, if I had this, it was, an, it was a nice job running a radio, well-paying job running a radio station in London, I wouldn't have tried it, but I was kind of forced into trying to find something and it worked. So I, I know exactly what you mean. I think sometimes, yeah, be, 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 people don't realise that if you have bad luck in life, my experience has been that it's just a matter of time before there is literally some reason that it happened and it was good luck, no matter what it is. And so, you know, what looks like bad luck can turn out to be luck, good luck over time. And um, it, it just, it doesn't might maybe feel like it at the time. And I've had plenty of what I would consider bad luck in my career. I had a business that failed, for example, um, that I was really upset about. And then I look back and I'm grateful that it failed. And so, you know, it, it's weird um, for perhaps people to grasp this concept that failure, for example, is bad. But I, I look back at those, those moments where I failed. And the only reason I have this life I love today is because of that failure that I've had in the past. Yeah. Well, pep talk from Simon Squibb is at number seven this week on the pod 20. At six, Smartless, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes and Will Arnett connect people from all walks of life. Their latest guest is Michael Lewis, the author of Moneyball, The Art of Winning an Unfair Game, and The Big Short, Inside the Doomsday Machine. Number five, 
My Favourite Murder with Karen Gilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Karen and Georgia tell each other their favourite tales of murder and hear crime stories from friends and fans. 4. Stuff You Should Know If you've ever wanted to know about champagne, Satanism, the Stonewall Uprising, Chaos Theory, LSD, El Nino, True Crime and Rosa Parks, then look no further. Josh and Chuck have you covered. The latest episode is called Animal Politicians. Number 3. Crime Junkie If you can never get enough true crime, congratulations, you found your people. Number 2. The Diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett, who you've probably seen on Dragon's Den. And at number 1... Peter Crouch podcast. Chris Stark is with me as usual and Tom Fordyce is here on a very special occasion to mark his farewell on the pod. Do you know what, boys? I knew I would be emotional and then we've walked into this, um, frankly, disgusting pub <laughs> and <laughs> we've not been here together for a ludicrously long period of time because of COVID and uh, I'm getting a bit of a lump in my throat already. Really? Yeah, I knew I would, but, you know, it's, it's starting to hit me now. Because when was the last time we were here together? It was pre-Kensington Palace. So the last time we all got together was in the presence of royalty. I'll tell you what it feels a bit like. You know when you go on a stag do, right? And then you see each other at the wedding and you can't really do the same things as the stag because the stag do was loads of fun and weddings are never as fun as, you know, never. that. But you've had some funny experiences and stuff like that. And you see them and you sort of can have an opportunity to reminisce and sort of little wink at each other, you know, keep, keep, keep the volume down a little bit about what's happened, that kind of thing. Feels a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah not at all for me. No. No. You're no. delighted. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I just, um, no, I don't get the stag You don't, you don't get the stag do <laughs> analogy. No, no. Oh, that's fair enough. Oh, if I see you again, I don't, I don't want to like hide what we did together. No. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to go about these stories and, and not be able to say them openly in front of people um, because I'm proud of them. We oh, I see proud... what you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not... There's, not, there's not been any sort of weird that'll get you in trouble with your partners kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, a little yeah. bit of that. But... Yeah. Yeah. A bit of that. I mean, we got, I got in trouble regularly with Ab. I mean, I've been listening to ones that was on Zoom. She walked in the room and openly said, well, you shut the f*** up. <laughs> <laughs> that Peter Crouch podcast number one this week on the pod 20. And that's it for episode 103. Thanks to this week's guests, Simon Squibb, John, David and Chris from Old Gits and Hits, and Peter Crouch. Next week, my guest is the American comedian and podcaster, Griff. In the meantime, you can watch extended video chats with my guests on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And what will happen on the podcast radio chart next week? Will your favourite make it to number one? Find out with me, Graham Mack, on Fridays at 5pm and across the weekend on Podcast Radio. And don't forget, you can influence the Pod 20. Make a recommendation at thepodcastradio.co.uk. On the morning of August 1st, 1966... Shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America.
You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects.